it's Heather. I am inserting a trigger warning before the episode because this episode does consist of topics about mental illness and specific suicide talk. If you are struggling and if this is a trigger, please go no further. If you are currently struggling and you want to listen to this episode, that's fine. But if you are on that verge of suicide, please get to this number first, talk to them, and then come back to the episode if you want to. But like I said, if it's going to trigger you, don't do it. I wanted to insert the suicide hotline number, which is 1-800-273-8255. Once again, that's 1-800-273-8255. If you don't like to talk, there's also a text line. The crisis text line, you text HOME, that's H-O-M-E, and in all capital letters, to 741-741. You're connected with a crisis counselor, a real-life human being trained to bring texters from a hot moment to a cool calm through active listening and collaborative problem solving. Please contact one of those numbers if you are struggling today. Mental illness is nothing to play around with. Suicide is absolutely nothing to play around with. And I hope you guys enjoy today's episode as well as educate yourselves. Even if you don't struggle with these things, these are real life issues that people struggle with every single day. I hope this episode does impact you and help you understand more. And if you are going through this, I hope this episode helps calm you down and lets you know that you are not alone. I am here with you. All right, you guys, we're going to move on into today's episode. Thank you. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Uncensored Woman. I am your host, Heather Christine. And as you can tell, the intro switched up just a little bit, but I love it. I think it sounds kind of cool. Makes me sound a little bit cooler. And I think it spices up the show a little bit because I think some of you may already be able to tell by now, but I get bored with formats so easily. I'm like, um, very ADD, ADHD. (laughs) I could never make up my mind and I'm constantly looking for change, which can sometimes be a good thing. And sometimes it's a bad thing. If you are new to this show, welcome. I am so happy that you were here This is a show where we literally discuss everything from addiction, mental illnesses, sex, motherhood, friendships, finding your purpose, goals, ambitions, all of it. Yes, all of it. These are my experiences, uncensored, which hence the show titled, the show will always be real raw and uncut. And from time to time, I also have co-hosts and I make sure that they're on the same vibe as me with being real because my intent when I made this show was to help people and in order to help people you have to stay true and real to yourself. This is episode 10 titled Am I Worthy? Today we are going to get deep again. We are going into mental illnesses again this week 
and we are going to dive in to my suicidal tendencies. I know it's kind of dark, but I feel like it's an important message with a huge purpose. And as always, when I do episodes like these, I will have numbers and websites to help people that are struggling. Before any of that, do not forget we are in the middle of a giveaway you have until May 1st. The only thing that I ask you to do is screenshot that you support my show. You absolutely have to be subscribed. Favorite it if you're on iTunes, write a review and share to one of your social media platforms. Screenshot that you are subscribed, send it to my email, which is always in the show notes, and that is the uncensored woman at gmail.com. One word, all lowercase, but like I said, it's in the show notes, or you can DM it to the podcast Instagram page at the underscore uncensored underscore woman. And that is on Instagram. That's also in the show notes or my personal DM, Heather.ChristineXO, also in the show notes. I make it super easy. Just need a screenshot that you support me and you are subscribed. Always subscribe and review. It does help so much. The winner will receive $50. You need to have the cash app on your phone, even if you download it for this giveaway and then you want to get rid of it. That's totally cool but you do need it to receive the $50. That is one thing that I am asking that you absolutely have to have or else I cannot send the $50. Also, please know that I do see the numbers growing every week. And like I always say, thank you so much. If it wasn't for you all putting the word out there and helping me share my show, I have no, listen, I talk and I put the ideals out there, but you all are the other half of this equation and you guys help me grow. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Now, of course, before the main segment, we are going to move on to my favorites of the week, but I did kind of want to let you all know why I was going into this today. You guys, lately I have been struggling And it has been some of the best times that I've had in years. Like everything has came together and I I don't understand why I'm struggling so bad. But that is what mental illness is. And I think this is really going to help someone out there today. But as I said, we're going to hop into my favorites of the week. And then we will hop into the main segment. You all enjoy Love you guys. It is favorite time. Yes. All right, you guys, you know my book of the month is Girl Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. This book is amazing. I swear she has hit on almost everything. I feel like this book is on time for me, especially when she's talking about not giving up on your dreams and your passions because they can be so hard to pursue and you can be knocked down so many times, but eventually you will get up and you will win. Um, This book has been great so far. I should be finished by next week to give you all a full review, but so far, so good. Actually, amazing. If you have not read it, please go read it. What are you waiting for? That is Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. 
And then I have one movie that I want to talk about, and that is Ben is Back. And that has Julia Roberts in it. It's about a mother and her addict son. He is a heroin addict. And the ending of the movie, it, it will kind of make you mad. But I can kind of see why they ended it like that. The movie was great, though. It honestly was true to life in the shoes of an addict and also the shoes of someone that loves an addict. And it really portrays exactly what it needs to when it comes to what a lot of families these days are going through. So please go check that movie out. Julia Roberts is phenomenal in whatever she is in. She is absolutely one of my favorite actresses. Um, I can't think of the guy's name that is in it, but he also plays the role of an addict amazingly. If you have been in those shoes, either one of them, you are going to understand this and respect this and it helps you not feel so alone. So please go check that out. Once again, the book of the month is Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. And the movie that I am recommending this week, which is one of my favorites, is Ben is Back starring Julia Roberts. Go check that out as well. And yeah, without further ado, let's move on to Ill My Worthy, the main segment. You guys enjoy. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you all. Life isn't as easy for me as it is for some people. And that's just a fact. I struggle with anxiety, slight OCD, depression, and bipolar. And you know, a lot of times addicts or recovering addicts become addicts because of those underlying issues and they don't know how to deal with them and they may not know that they have some of these things to begin with like I always knew that I had anxiety and I knew at some point I had postpartum depression but I did not know that I had slight OCD I did not know I had clinical depression and I did not know I had bipolar and so it's like a knock in the face. Um, some days literally knock the air out of my body. That's the only way I can explain it. And especially with bipolar, it's it's crazy. I know when people hear bipolar, they think of like crazy people that are betrayed, betrayed, portrayed. <laughs> betrayed. I can't believe I just said that. Portrayed in movies. So, you know, the the bipolar person that murders you, but it's not like that at all. Maybe for some people, but I tend to think that's more of like um, multiple personalities or schizophrenia, anything like that. Bipolar is really, it's still complex, but it's not crazy, crazy like people think. It's really just, okay, this is the best way I can explain it. So on, let's just say nothing in my life is, 
you know, maybe everything in my life isn't the best, but I'm manic. And so I'm on like a really, really high of all highs. I can be the happiest and everything is just great. Like, I mean, I could take a shower and be like, oh, that was the greatest shower of my life. I feel so blessed. My life is so great. And then everything could be hitting me great all at once. Everything could be happening that I've ever dreamed of all at once. And I'm in the lowest of all lows and I'm so depressed and I don't know how to pull myself out. And that is kind of what's going on with me now. You all, I don't remember the last time that my life has played out like this. Last time that everything has fell into my lap just as it should. The last time that I was rewarded for good decisions so heavily and yet still so depressed all at once. And so usually when I do these episodes... The beginning is slightly scripted, and then, you know, I have a structure to go by with keynotes that, you know, I want to hit during the episode, and it's still all real, but going through these episodes, I tend to talk a lot and go off subject, and, you know, it's not that anybody is my boss or anybody tells me what to do with my show, but... I want this show to be easy to listen to, and I want you all to always get something out of this show. But today, I just thought, this is about something that I struggle with daily, and I have a lot on my chest that I want to get off, and I am just going to wing today's episode, and basically, you know, instead of pinpointing on others. I am going to completely talk about myself and my experiences and what I'm going through currently and that is it because I think it's important because even if someone were next to me that struggled with the same things, they could struggle completely different than me. Every single person is different and that's what makes us all beautiful and unique, but With that, our struggles are also different too. So we could all be diagnosed with the same thing, but what we feel and how we deal with it is all going to be different. Now, I'm honestly one of those people, I know I've said it in another episode, but I am definitely one of those people that Sometimes I put all my feelings on Facebook, okay, and I know that it gets on people's nerves, and a lot of people don't like that, especially if you're having a bad day, right, because we're in this world where it's positive vibes only, and don't bring negative to my timeline, and oh, I'm going to delete people that talk to Facebook like their diary, and I'm going to be honest. Those posts piss me off so bad. And not because I don't want to be positive, but because some people's last resort is Facebook. I know that sounds wrong, but it is. They have no one else to talk to and they're screaming for help. You guys, I've posted a status before and I'm going to be real. And 
in front of me, behind the screen, what you don't see is I have a whole suicide note written out. And I'm crying my eyes out. And I'm begging. I'm begging for help. But nobody hears it. People see it as attention seeking. When your heart is breaking. And yes. I'm going to be emotional this episode. Because this is what I go through. It's hard. And. Let's take it back to my childhood, okay? So, I had a pretty good childhood, I'd say. Um, My childhood was about like anybody else's. I was a very good kid Um, in elementary. You know, I had a lot of friends. I went outside and played. I was typical. I played sports. I cheered. I did everything I was supposed to. I paid attention in school. I was always like a student of the month. Everything was great. And for me, there's a moment in the fourth grade when you started making like actual grades instead of like E's and S's. So in the fourth grade in my state, you started making A's, B's, C's, D's, and um, F's or U's and this case and so I brought home my first C and it wasn't from lack of trying it was in math I just as it turns out I was just never great in math and you know I never will be but I'll never forget bringing home that C and my stepdad was so hard on me it was like he thought that I intentionally brought home that C and I felt so dumb and I think and we've made amends now so anything that I state in this episode we have made amends and we've worked through but this is just the truth at that point I just kind of gave up at that young age because I was like well if I'm not making anyone proud then why even keep trying and so that was the beginning of me and my stepdad's issues and so I get into middle school you know I I do middle school thing you're trying to figure yourself out middle school right so you're trying to test the waters with different stuff you know you might smoke your first cigarette or sip your first drink of alcohol or god forbid hit your first blunt or try to skip school or start cussing a lot of things happen in middle school because you're a trying to find your position in this world and trying to figure yourself out but b this is a transitional age where you are hitting puberty or you've already hit puberty and you're going through all of these hormonal changes and you don't know who you are. You're going from a a kid to an adult. So middle school is a very confusing time. And so for me in middle school, in the sixth grade, I tried a few stunts, nothing big. I think I got in trouble for forging my parents' signature in the sixth grade, which, woo, you know, no kids, you shouldn't do that. And kids should not be listening to any of my podcasts anyways, but kids should definitely not do that. 
but yeah, I think that was the extent of it. And then, you know, I struggled a little in the beginning of middle school, but then I really got used to things and I made decent grades the rest of middle school. But I had started smoking in eighth grade, both cigarettes and weed. And, you know, I just, I had made some friends and I thought, this is it. I love this. I loved smoking, which by the way, nothing against marijuana. I think that it has so many benefits, but I can't smoke it anymore because it gives me anxiety and I just wouldn't put myself in that position. I do not think that marijuana is a gateway drug. However, for some addicts like myself, I can only speak for myself. I don't think that we can do anything small. Everything we do is over the top. And so I just try to keep myself away from most things like that. But besides that, like I said, marijuana gives me anxiety. And so going from the eighth grade to the ninth grade, of course, all my hormones are hitting and I I start, you know, uh, thinking I'm bigger than I am. And of course, like all kids, I have a few arguments with my parents and that's when I start being, uh, I had gained a little weight at this time. Because, once again, I'm going through puberty, I'm transitioning into my adult body, I was short, I gained a little stomach weight at this time, which eventually would play out and flatten out, you know, it's just that little chunky phase of your life, and I would get told to change my shirt because I looked pregnant, and if I screamed, you need to stop. You're being such a bitch. Stop being a bitch. And these are by authority figures, okay? And this hurt me so bad. So bad. You don't know how much emotional damage you can do to a child with the way that you speak to them. It doesn't just have to be physical abuse. You are essentially setting your child up for what they are going to accept in the future. Because of this, and even if this wouldn't have happened to me, I just think bitch is like one of the worst of the worst to me. Maybe it's because I was called it so much growing up. I just don't like the word. I think it's just so disrespectful and distasteful. And um, I could never imagine calling my daughter a bitch. And I never would because I know how much it damaged me and I know what type of relationships it set me up with in the future. And so this is the time when I really just started dealing with depression. However, for a very long time, I did not know that I was dealing with depression, even though I would often have so many suicidal thoughts. I just thought, what's wrong with me? You knock it off, Heather. Like, you're not going to really do anything. I was always scared, right? Because I grew up in a church that if I killed myself, I would go directly to hell. And so that always scared me from killing myself. But, you know, I went on like that. And then after, in high school and after high school, I was in and out of abusive relationships. And, the one and only stable relationship I have, which was my marriage, um, I didn't know how to be a stable person, to put it lightly. And because I was used to so much drama within relationships, 
I guess that relationship wasn't giving me or that marriage wasn't giving me what I needed and I got bored with it and we were fighting all the time and instead of trying to work it out because I I was younger and not thinking and I was naive I decided a divorce was the best option which led me into another abusive relationship and so and in, in, like I've said in all kinds of episodes my dad had actually passed away my senior year so all of this stuff is just spilling up with it within me and I have been suffering with depression for years and bipolar and never even knew it and in fact I knew a few years ago that I was clinically depressed but I didn't know until recently that I was really bipolar and that plays a huge part because you're struggling with things that you have no idea about and that is a big part of my addiction as well. So essentially I was self-medicating which is what a lot of addicts do. You'll find if you would actually open your mind And I know there are a lot of people now that are taking addiction seriously, thank God. But there are still so many closed-minded people. But if you would actually open your mind, there are so many addicts that are genuinely not bad people. They are taking drugs to cover pain, to make themselves feel better to self-medicate underlying issues or traumatic events. That's a lot of the reason why people do drugs. That's what ultimately made me overuse my pain medication and turned me in from, or turned me from um, a typical person just taking pain medication for right reasons and somebody that never really liked pain medication prior to someone that ended up abusing pain medication and ended up an addict. I never thought that I would be an addict. As I have said in my addiction episodes, I was the last person on earth that ever thought would be an addict and I ended up one. And I don't think I'm a bad person. I don't think I was ever a bad person. I think I made some bad decisions. Yes. But with a lot of therapy, I have figured out that I was just trying to find my way just like everyone else. And I took a wrong road to do it. I should have put myself in therapy way before I ended up in therapy. And that's where I went wrong. Um, But yeah, that's... That is the core of my addiction and a lot of other people's addiction. But through my adult years, so many things were happening. Like before it was drugs, I did anything and everything to make myself feel better. I've had a shopping addiction. I had all my kids pretty young, back to back to back to back. I got married, divorced, in and out of relationships. Also, another thing... I, I'll go ahead and say it. I lost my virginity at 13. It was actually to my ex-husband, which is very young, very, very young. And I'm not happy about that. 
But what's funny to me is although I've lost my virginity at 13 and I have four children, I really, for my age, have not slept with many people. And that's what people get messed up about me too. I am very shy and nervous about my body and I have to have feelings for people. So I don't give my body away very easily. And after that experience at 13, I'm not going to lie, I was still a child. It terrified me. I didn't have sex for a few years after that. But yeah, I, I tried to mask my pain and what I didn't know I was dealing with in so many ways from men, children, marriages, shopping, food, any I have just about done it all. Okay. And you know, so th- that kept me occupied, the relationships, the marriages, the babies, the shopping, the food, that kept me all occupied during my 20s. And if I would have thought about it then, I would have known that I had addict-like tendencies, but I didn't see it like that. And now looking back at it, I know how I turned into an addict. So what happened when I started using pain pills for more than pain is I was doing the same thing that I was doing with other things. It's just now I'm on a drug, an actual drug that could kill me instead of these other little things that really aren't insignificant. If you are doing some of these things or you have extreme impulsive behavior please go get seen. It's nothing to joke about. You might have an underlying issue and it could save you from making wrong decisions down the road. So please go get that checked out. But yes, through my 20s, I went up and down with suicidal thoughts and depression. And then as I said, I got off the majority of the pain pills in 2016, but then I started using Kratom And oh my gosh, Kratom turned my world upside down. At first it was great, but then it aided in all my mental illnesses. It made me really, really, really depressed. And I remember the last year I was on it, I would try so hard to get off of it. I mean, I genuinely was trying my heart out to get off of it. I wanted off of it so bad. I would call my mom in the middle of the night crying and she didn't want to hear it. And I, me and my mom have made amends for what I'm about to talk about too. And I have forgiven her and she has apologized, but this is a part of my story and I'm going to be real. So in 2017, my sister had went through some things and in the midst of going through those things, which by the way, me and my sister have also made amends, but this is where I got depressed, okay, because I'm a very outspoken person and people know about my issues, so it's very easy to see me as the bad guy versus anybody else. Well, my sister was going through some things and instead of just taking full responsibility for it, she threw my name up in it. Now, what I need you to know about this is my sister and I were best friends, like very, very best friends. She is the last person that I thought would ever speak about me in such a negative light. I did not even know she harbored those feelings. 
And then we ended up getting into it. I said a few bad things on Facebook that I regret. Yes, I do regret it. But ultimately, I was taking up for myself. And nobody knew it because nobody got on anything and took up for me like I have for my family my entire life. Look, we can get into it and I'll fight with them. But if you want to talk about them, you're going to go through me. Nobody did that for me. Everybody just made me play out as the bad person, which did not help at all. So, you know, I'm sitting here confused, taking up for myself. And then finally, I cry to my sister and she tells me, she's like, listen, you're going to have to go through this alone. You're going to have to learn to deal with things alone. You don't always need somebody and I'm not going to be here. We're not ever going to be as close as we used to be. I don't want to be as close as we used to be. And I'll see you and the kids from time to time, which by the way, she was around my kids all the time and she no longer wanted to have that part, but I'm not going to be around all the time and I love you, but we're not, we're not ever going to have the same relationship basically don't talk to her and she meant that because as time went on I thought maybe things would get better and she would come back around and she never has um and I love her she has my nieces now but it's hard because my sister went through a lot of hard times and I never I never gave up on her And, you know, she said, of course, we're sisters. She said some hurtful things to me in the past. And I've forgiven her and never took our relationship away. And so at this point, I'm like, well, everyone I've ever loved has walked out on me. And then not only that, but I'm being blamed for this. I mean, I had family members deleting me, people deleting me. Um, people not talking to me outside of Facebook because this was all deemed my fault and nobody ever stepped in and said, whoa, take it easy on Heather because Heather was just taking up for herself. Nobody ever said that. And then I remember I was on the phone with my mom and I was crying and she said, I don't have time for this. I don't want to listen to this. You're going to have to get a positive attitude or you just don't need to call me. (laughs) This is my mother. No, this is the last person that I feel like that I have to depend on. Okay. Um, And she meant it too because she stopped calling me. She stopped coming around. And I had no one. I'm serious when I say that I would go sometimes two weeks without a single phone call or a single text on my phone. No one would check on me. No one would check on the kids. And you have to also think that I'm trying to keep it together because I am trying to raise my kids too. And um, this was a very hard time of my life. And so I'm going to read you a little uh, snippet out of something that I had wrote during this time. Just to kind of accurately show you 
where I was at this time and what people really do go through, okay? And this is hard for me to share, but I want to be honest because people do go through this stuff and this is very serious. This should never be taken lightly. I am lucky that I am still here and drugs didn't take my life and suicide didn't take my life. And now, if either one of those would have taken my life, it would have been my fault. So I am not shifting blame. The only thing that I am saying is that you should never completely give up on people, okay, unless they have beat you up or stolen from you or took advantage of you in some way, which I hadn't done in these situations, okay, so um, there, there was nothing like that, okay, there was nothing that I did that hadn't been done to me in the past and been forgiven, people get into arguments, it's normal, it happens, but here's, here's a little snippet of that, Tears streaming down my face. I look around and see no one. I'm crying out loudly and no one hears. I've cried so much throughout my life that it is invalidated. Every muscle and every single bone in my body aches. Violent names, deafening smacks, and excessive yelling. Does it ever get better? I am a monster, painted in explicit words. Love me, but don't come near me. I will love you like no one else, and then I'll beat you away. Why do I do this? It seems laughable until you know the nightmare I'm stuck in. I just want to be loved, but I don't know how. Guarded by a thick, hard shell that I'm not sure the devil himself could break down. Day and night, death daunts my mind. If I'm not lovable on earth, is there a place where I am? Is it conceivable that I'm worthy? Am I more than a bitch, a slut, a junkie, a lifeless piece of shit mother? Who am I? How did I get here? The stress is starting to define my face with little lines. My eyes aren't as bright as what they used to be. A young soul full of life is now a pale shadow of the girl that used to be. And the rest of that is real personal, so I'm going to spare the rest of that. But those were my feelings, and that's why I named this uh, episode Am I Worthy? Because there was so long when I didn't feel worthy, and I hope that you could really feel the pain in that entry and there's a lot of entries like that and I keep those so sometimes I can refer to them and show myself really how far I've been or how far I've gotten since then that's essential for me and also yes I have a lot of things like that because writing is also therapeutic for me so sometimes I can get a pen and paper and jot down all my feelings And I'll feel a lot better after that. It was recommended in a therapy session when I was about 15 years old. And ever since then, um, it's been something that I lean on. Like I said, it's very therapeutic for me to have pen and paper. 
And so that would also be something that I recommend to anyone struggling. Any way that you can possibly get out your feelings, do that. Okay? I promise that it helps. But through this, I've went through this for some months. And finally, my mother had came back around. And she was very, very hurt and apologetic by her actions. And, you know, it's the first time I can really, really remember her apologizing to me for something. And so it felt good, you know, for somebody to finally say, look, I'm done painting you as the bad guy. This time it was my fault and I'm sorry. That felt really good to me. Um, And then, of course, as I've said in another episode, 2018, my ex came home for a little while and I thought that was going to work out and I was really happy, but then he left again and, you know, so on and so forth. And I've been through a lot of ups and downs from then until now. Now, last week I had went to the doctor. My blood pressure typically runs low. Well, that morning I was nauseated. My chest was hurting I get back and the nurse is concerned because my blood pressure is high. My blood pressure is never even, it's always low, okay? Very low on the normal side. So, for it to be high is concerning. And I was also having symptoms that mimicked a heart attack in a woman. You all, I am only 30. I'm going to be 31 next month. And I found myself at the hospital that day having the worst panic attack that I've had in six years, maybe. And symptoms that are mimicking a heart attack in a woman. And so last week, I really had to put my foot down and decide that my life meant more than what other people are constantly putting out there and I had to stop apologizing for stuff that I knew was right and I had to start living for me and I had to stop paying attention to people's opinions and I had to try to live my best life because I know that life is not promised tomorrow. My dad dropped dead at 44 years old of a massive heart attack. I don't want to go out that way. I don't want to stress myself out to no return. I want to live life intentional and be happy and be healthy and enjoy my children growing up and enjoy every little thing. But it's so hard sometimes when I have all of these mental illnesses I deal with and you know, the past couple of weeks, most nights I've went to bed crying and everything's going great. You know, I'm, I work all the time. I have this podcast. I'm in the middle of trying to start a YouTube. The podcast is growing great. My kids are going great. My life is going amazing and I'm still sad. And I don't like that, you all. I I just, and I have to fight 
And I hate that I have to fight even when things are going good. Why can it not come naturally to me? But that's a part of depression. And that's why I tell people and I try to educate people. Listen, just because your life is going great and maybe you don't see anything wrong with this other person's life. They could be struggling with a mental illness. So maybe it's hard for them today to be positive. Some days it's hard for me to even roll out of bed. To roll out of bed and take a shower someday, some days is a victory in itself for me because I get so depressed. Educate yourself on depression. People tend to not take mental illnesses as serious because You can't physically see it, but I promise you, it feels just like an illness. I am tired. I am dragging. I am crying. I am pushing myself to do things that I don't have the energy for. I'm forcing a smile on my face and I'm dying inside. And there's so many other people out there in the world just like me. So be kind. Even to the person that's always smiling. You know, it's like Robin Williams. Oh, it was devastating to people like me to hear about his suicide. Because he was one of those people that naturally brought other people like me joy. And so to hear that he was haunted enough to take his own life. You guys, it could be anyone Especially that person that's always making you laugh and that person person that's always smiling at you. They could be going through this and this is why I find it so important to educate on mental illness. People, a lot of people now take things seriously with me. But people that don't know me, like um, at my doctor's office last week, or not last week, um, a a few weeks ago, I had came in and I had sat down with a counselor and I was having a rough morning and um, I got it all out and I cried and I went into the office to make an appointment for my next session and I was smiling at that time and the counselor said, It's great to see that beautiful smile again. And the lady at the desk said, "Um, when does Heather not smile? Every time I see her, she's smiling. And that's the truth. But that is because unless you are very close to me or a counselor or something, I try to not burden people with my sadness I try to uplift people, compliment people, smile to people because I know that I have the power to make or break somebody's day because I've had somebody completely save my life just by complimenting me and I've had someone completely break me down by saying one little nasty thing. You don't know the impact that you have on someone's life, okay? And so right now, From an outsider's perspective, everything in my life is perfect. From my perspective, I'm struggling and I don't know why. And I'll never know why. I know that I have different sets of illnesses. 
but I don't know why they attack me when they do. And so the only thing that I'll forever have to do is fight for my life. And sometimes it's the hardest fight ever. It's not that I don't want to be here for my family and my friends and my kids or myself. It's just that sometimes I feel like it's physically and mentally not possible to be here anymore. And sometimes I do feel like a burden. But I get up every day and I fight anyways. And so if there is something that you could take from this episode, because I knew today I strictly talked on my experiences. If there's something that you could take from this episode, I want you to take the fact that you can fight. You can choose to fight every day. Get your feelings out somehow, whether it is speaking to someone, getting pen and paper, jotting it down, singing, dancing, meditating, whatever makes you happy. And always be kind to everyone you see because you have no clue what they are battling from within. So the main question Am I worthy? Are you worthy? The answer is simple and yet so complex. Yes, I am worthy. And so are you. And I could tell you all day why you are worthy. But some days I can't give myself one single answer why I'm worthy. Even if somebody sat down all day and talked to me and told me why I am worthy. Some days I find it hard. To find my purpose or why I am worthy or needed in this world. Because life has been so hard. But also even when it is easy like it is right now. And everything is setting up great. It still feels so hard. And so I'll continue to fight and tell myself I am worthy. Until I make it to the next happy phase of my life. When everything feels like a breeze. When I wake up and I feel like every day is just simple. Because I know that day is coming. Because I know from going through so many years of this battle. That depression, anxiety, OCD, bipolar. It's all a roller coaster. It's up and down. So when you hit the lows. Fight through them and get ready for your highs. Because eventually you will go back up again too. But you all sincerely with love keep fighting for your life. I promise you are worthy and it will be worth it. I know today's episode was emotional, but it was very important to me because I feel like when you're real, you can impact somebody very very much and that is my goal always with this show on whatever topic I am discussing with that being said that is going to wrap up today's episode of the uncensored woman I have been your host Heather Christine peace love and hope I hope the rest of this week brings you joy and love if you ever need me All the ways to reach me are always in my show notes. And as always, I'll speak to you guys again next Wednesday, hopefully on a lighter and happier note and subject. All right, you guys, talk to you later.